Joining us down the line this afternoon to talk all about it is the Events and Marketing Manager at Surfing WA, Justin Magix. Justin, good afternoon. Hey, Matt. How are you? I'm doing very well. How about you? What an unbelievable result for our very own West Aussie Jack Robinson on the week. Oh, not on the weekend. Yesterday, I should say. Yeah, um, just phenomenal. I was down in Margaret River yesterday uh, at a few planning meetings for the upcoming Margaret River Pro, and I can tell you... The whole town was electric, the vibe was good, and um, everyone I saw just couldn't help but say, how's that Jack Robbo kid? And um, <laughs> Yeah, so a, a really, really good result. Not, you know, certainly not the 10 out of 10 waves we would have hoped for Pipeline, but um, for me, Jack, he just grounded out and, um, you know, he got barreled in the early morning and then went to turns in the afternoon and uh, defeated one of his old sort of long-term friends in uh, Leo Fioravanti, the Italian, and... Uh, kick 2023 off in the best way you possibly can with a win. And he had to do it the hard way as well, getting past the likes of a Gabriel Medina and John John Florence in the build-up. Yeah, to take down two multiple world champions, arguably two of the best surfers on the planet. I think it just shows uh, Jack's razor-like focus. And yeah, he just doesn't seem flustered at all. You know, Um, most people would go up against um, Gabby or against John and, you know, just be rattled before they even hit the water. But I think... I think Jack has got some some good little Zen juju going on. I don't know what he's doing before his heat, but um, he really just doesn't doesn't matter who he pulls. He's um, able to drop the scores and stay focused and in the moment. And yeah, to take down John John, who was in um, devastating form the day before, dropping two near perfect rides. And uh, yeah, Gabrielle is just such a threat in those waves as well. So. He would have gone into finals day feeling pretty confident, I think, and um, just kept that momentum rolling all the way through to the final siren. He's the first West Aussie since Taj Burrow to win this event uh, back in 2009. Uh, Taj got the job done. What does this mean to a surfer, Justin? Could you put it into perspective for us? What does it mean to win Pipeline? Yeah, to be a pipe master is, uh, is you know, arguably one of the, the greatest feats, you know, uh, some would say that being a pipe master would rival being a world champion, but you know, pipeline is such a, a heavy wave that demands a hundred percent of your respect and attention. And you know, we've seen people die there, but you go through the past winners um, at that event, and they're all absolute legends of the sport. And I'm sure Jack would have liked it a little bit bigger and a little bit cleaner, so he mm. could have like claimed that title with um, you know his barrel riding prowess on display, but. Yeah, to be a pipe master is something that, you know, the world will never take away from you. And, uh, yeah, Jack has done a lot of time in the, in that, you know, in the, on the north shore of Oahu. And, um, yeah, I just think to be a pipe master, to join the likes of some of the absolute legends of the sport, Jerry Lopez, um, Jake Patterson's a guy who's won there as well. Uh, yeah, there's just so many good surfers who've been able to master the waves and, um, and get the win there that he'll just on top of the world and um, he'll forever be remembered as a, a pipeline master now. Yeah, what does this win tell you about how far Jack surfing has come over the last couple of years? I mean, he can seemingly win anywhere now. Yeah, I guess um, it just shows how much he's worked on, um, you know, probably surfing in marginal conditions. We've, we've known for a long time Jack's amazing ability in, in heavy water waves, in tubing and barreling waves, but he would have seen some footage from the final. It was far from ideal. It was sort of cross-shore, windy, not that big. And uh, he got the win on the strength of his uh, his turns, not his barrel riding. So, yeah, I think he's just developed into that all-round surfer. You know, he used to be the barrel guy, but now he can do turns, he can do airs, he can get it done in 
onshore, offshore. I think he's just the complete package, and uh, I'm sure that a lot of the um, top men in the world will be shivering going into uh, Sunset, and a location he's, he pretty much won at to get onto tour a few years ago. So, yeah, it's all sort of lining up pretty well for Jack Robinson in 2023. Very early days, but when you look at how the WSL finals work, how important is it to get that number one seed? I mean, when you look back at the heartbreak for Jack last year, he came in at number two, finished third overall. How important is it to get that number one seed? Yeah, I think it's super important. If you can, you know, if you can be there fresh, not having to have have had to surf against anyone, just be there waiting for the last male to to make their way through those progression rounds and, you know, it's the best of three sets. So if you can just, you know, not have, not wasted any energy, not expelled any pressure or just be waiting there to take on one guy at the very end, I think it it made a a big difference certainly for uh, Felipe Toledo taking out his world title. On the other hand, it sort of worked against Carissa Moore, but she came up against a rampaging Steph Gilmore, who probably had the day of her life to surf through, you know, from fifth position to take out the world title. But I, I think it's all about, you know, being in, in that, that yellow jersey for as long as you can. And uh, if you can get there in, into the finals in the number one seed, it, it certainly has a small advantage, that's for sure. Who are the biggest threats to Jack winning a title in 2023? Oh well, good question. Um, you know, I think I think a fit and healthy Gabrielle, I think a fit and healthy John John Florence are, are both probably the guys that you know still pose the biggest threat. Uh, Kelly Slater wouldn't be overly impressed with uh, how he kicked off his uh, 2023 season, but there is so many good surfers on the tour now. Um, I think everyone takes everyone pretty seriously, and there's no easy heats anymore. So, but I definitely think the people with world title experience. I think Felipe was around around the mark as well. He certainly wasn't out of the question. So, yeah, I think it's those guys who um, you know can do it all. Whether it's aerials, whether it's turns, whether it's you know master the tubes. I think it's I think it's that complete all round surfer that's going to be um, the world champion in 2023. Speaking to Justin Magics here on Sports Drive this afternoon. Uh, Justin, let's turn our attention to the women's side of the competition. Our very own Tyler Wright just falling shy of making it an Aussie double uh, as Carissa Moore came away with the win. Uh, she's a very tough woman to beat. Carissa Moore, Justin? Yeah, a, uh, a four-time world champion and someone that demands a lot of respect on the female side of the draw. She's a lion. Uh, she surfs, you know, pipeline as good as anyone else I've ever seen out there. And, um, you know, for me, I think Tyler was a really, really good opponent in the final. Um, Tyler's come back in, I guess, the last six months looking really fired up. She looks like she's really focused again, which is so amazing for Australian female surfing. Um, you know, we saw Steph Gilmore bow out early, so... So it sort of opened up the door for Tyler to progress deep into the uh, into the event. Um, and as I said before, the conditions just didn't really quite suit Tyler in the end. Um, uh, Carissa got one really good wave that was probably the difference in the end. So, yeah, I think um, that's Carissa's first win at Pipeline. And uh, she's just such a great ambassador for the sport. She's always smiling. She's positive. She's upbeat. And, uh, yeah, I think she's a, a deserving winner. And... Um, Always nice to see Hawaiian get a win on uh, home soil as well. What were your thoughts on the overall event of Pipeline, the conditions, the surf that we saw? What were your thoughts on the event? 
Yeah, really, really tricky forecast. Uh, it's just been dead set pumping in Hawaii for probably the last two months. And as soon as they put up the scaffold and handed out the jerseys, <laughs> the, the, the ocean gods just didn't really want to play ball. So they did their very best in picking the eyes out of what was, what was a really tricky forecast. And anytime you see overlapping heats, it, it means they're sort of squeezed for time or have got a bad, bad sort of forecast. So um, I think the WSL did as well as they could with um, the conditions that got handed to them. And I've been in that position before as a, a surfing events manager that you, sometimes you just have to go and you have to push on. And, uh, yeah, you can't control, you know, um, Mother Nature or, or Huey or the, the Ocean Gods. They're, they're all fickle beasts at times. And um, at the end of the day, you, you just have to compete with what, what what's out there. And I think Jack did that as good as he possibly could to get the win. So, um, you know, there was one day that was really good and entertaining to watch, big barrels, but, yeah, um, you know, probably a, a mid-range score, probably a 5 out of 10 as far as a viewer, viewer rating, I would say. Hey, Justin, let's turn our attention back to Surfing WA before I do let you go. Uh, firstly, how did the WA Junior Surfing titles go down in, in uh, yelling up on, on the weekend? Yeah, mate, we had a, a massive turnout. So sort of um, off the, the red-hot success of Taja Small Fries in January in the, in the same location, we had a, a lot of new and excited faces that competed. We had over 100 competitors, uh, eight divisions from under-12s all the way through to under-18. So a really big turnout. And, uh, yeah, Saturday I was... I was stressing a little bit because the swell was a little bit small, but uh, it was it was a hot day on the beach. I can tell you there was uh, some parents and kids who left their, their thongs up in the car park and re- were regretting that because they were doing the hot foot shuffle along um, <laughs> a really hot beach. And uh, in the end, we saw uh, just sort of the, the rising talent coming through the ranks. So um, uh, Willow Hardy, the young lady that we've spoken a lot about in the past, uh, she took out the under-18 girls. Uh, Macklin Flynn from Quorum Up took out the under-18 boys and they're both over east competing now in a World Surf League Pro Junior event. Um, but yeah, just a really good display of West Australian talent and I, I'm, I'm confident that, you know, um, we've got the next Jack Robinson and, uh, you know, the next Bronte McCauley in the ranks right now because there just is so much motivation and so much enthusiasm about surfing in Western Australia and I think Jack doing what he did is only going to spur on this new generation to go better go harder and hopefully, um, you know, join him in the uh, the professional ranks one day. Mm. Uh, and uh, what's coming up uh, at Surfing WA? What have you got coming up uh, in the works? Yeah, we've got a lot going on, mate. I must say it's been um, busy across all, all sort of angles of our, our organisation, whether it's the surf school that's, you know, getting kids on their very first waves. Um, you know, it's been an absolute bumper summer. The conditions have been really good, not too hot. Um, the wind hasn't been blowing too hard, so that's allowed a lot of people to get out there and experience the joy of surfing for the very first time. Uh, on the event side of things, we're down to Margaret River in the not-too-distant future for our bodyboard state championships. And then, yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of hard work to get done in the next couple of months before we see the world's best here in Western Australia competing in the, the fifth event of the uh, championship tour. So we've got we've seen the first one sort of knocked over in Hawaii. Uh, sunset will roll around in the next few days, and that'll be event number two, and then a few more to squeeze through before they all get here to Margaret River. So, yeah, late April, it, it'll come around really quick. It certainly will. And uh, what are the best spots to go check out for our avid surfers at the moment, Justin? Uh, yeah, if you're a metropolitan-based surfer, it's all about trick point at the moment. Um, it's sort of the really consistent or you know good quality wave that, that breaks um, throughout the summer period. But 
Um, for me, the southwest of the state is just an absolute gold mine in, in the summertime. You know, we get we get this, the, the good offshore winds in the afternoon. There's protected little bays that handle the southwesters um, once they do kick in. So I've loved being down in the southwest for two events um, so far. And I'm sure that, um, you know, people are uh, all about exploring. The kids are, are back at school now, so probably have to keep it to the weekend warriors. But, yeah, uh, I love the southwest between the capes of Yelling Up and Margaret River. There is uh, an you know, probably 40 to 50 world-class waves and um, hopefully you can share it all around and find a good one to yourself. Justin, a big thanks to you for joining me here on the program this afternoon. A pleasure as always and uh, well done once again to our very own Jack Robinson. Cheers, Matt. Have a good weekend. You too. There he goes. Justin Magics, the events and marketing manager from Surfing WA. I thank him for his time on the program this afternoon.